Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. You know, uh, let, me, let me start some few questions. You know, how many of you know about the stock market? How many have, have heard, you have heard that there's an animal called stock market? <laughs> Go for it. you know stock market? You know about it? You heard about it? All right, give Go back the max. What do you know about stock market? <laughs> yeah. Huh? You say, yeah, I heard about the stock market. Go fast. What have you heard about the stock market? Give me the microphone, please. Yes, anything that you know about the stock market. What have you heard about it? Um, I've heard of NASDAQ. Huh? NASDAQ. You know of NASDAQ? Uh-huh. What is NASDAQ? Tell us. What is NASDAQ? I've heard of it. You've heard, you just heard of it. Okay. All right, anybody know anybody has heard what the stock market is? You know what stock market? Clive. Huh? Clive. Hey. Clive says he knows about the stock market. What do you know? Well, the stock market is basically Shut up. The stock market is basically um trends in the, either the value of the currency or the state of the country. Like, let's say, any geopolitical event could affect it. Go ahead. Uh, So, therefore, it's basically people, in my opinion, are betting on how well a country will do or how badly it will do. So, if they believe it will do well, they'll invest in it. If they believe it will do badly, they'll short their stocks. And that's how they make money. Wow! That's Clive. <laughs> hey, anybody else in that corner? Stock market. Wow. Hey, Julian, you have a you have a, a future economy. <laughs> Economist who knows about the geopolitical. <laughs> All right, Anita, tell us. You, since you deal with it, tell us about the stock market. Educate us about the stock market. We are professional. Give me a little, give me a little person, the microphone. So she will tell us. Tell us about the stock market and how we can make money from the stock market. Okay, so the layman's description of the stock market is every company or uh, every company has the shares. And depending on the value of the shares, it's priced according to how um, profitable the company is. And then the best thing about stock market is to have an inside information that the uh-huh. stock is going to stand be up, very... Stand up, stand up, stand up. That's the thing. 
What is it? It's to have an inside information that the stock price is going to go up so you can buy it because you know that it's going to make future profits tomorrow. But if you don't eat today, you're going to be a millionaire tomorrow because you have that information. Thank you. That's what I want to say. The most critical thing about the stock market is to get the inside information. If you know that tomorrow this thing is going to be sold for $10,000, immediately, as of today, it's 1000 but tomorrow will be 10000 Immediately, you move your money in there. So that when it gets to the 10000 you are overnight millionaire. And the ability to know, that's what I'm talking about, the ability to know what it will become is what makes some people savvy investors. Are you hearing me? Of course. A certain knowing is also criminal. That's why there's something called inside trading. Because if she works there, where's Maria Alice? She's always there. She's not here. She would have told, given us more information. I was once telling her that she should give me some stocks, but they said she won't tell me. Because there are people who are inside and they are not required by law to give the information out. Because if they tell you, you can become rich. <laughs> and they will go to jail <laughs> because this is found out it's, it's a crime. Yes, see, exactly. but what I'm trying to share with all of us is that the ability to know what will happen tomorrow will always make you rich. Nothing. The ability to know the future always makes you rich, makes you stable. It is for that reason. It is for that reason that people go and see. Fortune tellers. That is why when you go along, I, I, I don't see them a lot here, but on 42nd Street, there were a lot. Here, they are not a lot here. Most of them, you go to 42nd Street, you see all these small, small, small tarot cards, palm reading. And the reason why people go to the, you, look at your palm. To tell you something about tomorrow. And you'll be surprised that people who go and see them. Because we all live in this hunger wanting to know tomorrow. Because if you know tomorrow, you'll be wealthy. Yeah, it's a good place to yeah. If you know tomorrow, you'll be wealthy. Anybody who can tell what will happen tomorrow will be wealthy. Forecasting. Foreknowledge. The ability to tell. The reason why people even go and see prophets is for the prophets to tell them what will happen to them, not what has happened to them. What has happened to you has happened to you already, but what will happen? Prophesy for me. Ah, that's the word. Are you hearing me? So the ability to know tomorrow, if you're going to write an exam and you know what will come, you're going to do very well. If you're going to write an exam and they tell you that this will come, this will come, this will come. Of course, it will direct you what to study. It will, you will narrow it down. Because the ability to know the future will always make you stable and prosper. You know, I'm talking about the importance of the art of hearing. Why you must learn to hear. 
Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. That is one. Because it, when you can hear, it will make it stable. That is one. Two. When you can hear, write this. I'm thinking two important things. When you can hear, it will make your future stable. And then number two. When you can hear, you will speak well. Hallelujah. Why it's important to hear. When you can hear, you will speak well. Now, what do I mean? Tell you. Every time they bring a child to the hospital, you, you see, we expect children to have a certain amount of vocabulary by a certain age. You understand? By when they are born, they say nothing. Zero. And then, like one, yeah, 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 and you understand? That's all the noise they make. That's their language. You see, that is their language now. And then, by the time they are six, seven months, they start to put two words, uh, one word together. And usually the first word that most children will say is da, 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 da. And it irritates mothers. <laughs> it irritates mothers. Because they don't understand why they have been with a child all day. And when the child starts speaking, instead of saying mama, they say da, da. Most mothers can't stand that thing at all. It's like, I've been with you all day. I've been taking care of you. And when you start speaking, da, 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 da. But what they have to understand is that the father is the head of the house and the child knows who the authority is. <laughs> That's it. So they start with da, da, da. Around six, seven months. Then ma, ma, ma. You understand? Then they go to single. Go, come, sit. You see? And by... By the time they are usually 18 months, they can point to Jush. Make. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even though some children, by the time they are 18 months, they, they can run their mouth. <laughs> you know some of them, right? <laughs> and by the time a child is usually three years old, you should, expect, you should be able to understand 75% of what they say. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, if by the time the child is three years old, child is still say, mm, ah, ah, can't speak. Or two years, and all that the two-year-old is saying, like what the child is saying, da, da, what was he saying? Ah, what, what is he saying? Speak again. She's speaking. She's helping me to preach. Speak again. That's it. You can hear the man of God already. She knows. So if at that, if at three years, all that the child is saying is this. And, it, and you bring to the hospital. The first thing we do when a child cannot speak is to check their hearing. The hearing test. The first thing that any doctor will do when you cannot speak is to check your hearing test. 
Because, listen to me, because your speaking is related to your hearing. If you can't hear, you can't speak. I said, if you can't hear, you can't speak. So the first thing we correct is hearing. So that the child can hear. Well, once you can hear, then you can speak. I mean, sometimes you can hear, but you can't speak. But the first thing you want to do is to make sure the child can hear. So the hearing test, because you must hear first to speak. And it makes sense. Because you speak the language you hear. That's all. That's why you don't speak Chinese. Because you didn't grow up hearing Chinese. What language do you speak? Huh? Phone. How? Phone. F O N. So, how do you say, uh, I'm coming in phone? Huh? How do you say it? Njawe. 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 How do you say, I'm hungry? Hover sinsimi. Huh? Hover sinsimi. Hover sinsimi. Hover sinsimi. Hover sinsimi. Wow. Because that's what we heard. Hover sinsimi. Wonderful. Michelle, how do you say I'm hungry in your language? Your language, the one that you grew up hearing. Huh? How do you say? A com a com deme. What do you say? Hove? Siseme. What do you say? A com deme. It doesn't mean enter your doesn't enter your ear. How do you say I'm hungry in your language? Microphone. Listen, how do you say I'm hungry in your language? May I dare feel hungry? Me what? May I dare feel hungry like me a hot? Me I dare feel hungry like I'm starving. Me I dare feel hungry. That's part of Me I dare feel hungry, man. Me I dare feel hungry. Yeah. So. What I'm trying to say is that that's how you grew up hearing and you speak. So when you can't hear, you can't speak. When you can't hear, you can't speak. When you can't hear, you can't speak. You see, and the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. And the Bible also says that for without faith, it is impossible to please God. And what is faith? Faith is calling those things that be not as if they are calling. So faith is calling. Faith is speaking. Speaking. A man of faith speaks. 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 But when you can hear, you don't speak right. So a lot of people say we have faith, but we don't have faith because you have only faith if you can hear from God, then you can speak. I hear from God to speak his language. Hover system. 
So if you can't hear the voice of God, how do you speak? So, so a lot of us, what we are speaking, is it the word of God? Is it God's language? When we can't hear him? For you to speak God's language, you must hear God. The art of hearing. So even your faith is connected to your ability to hear. Because when you can hear his voice, you can speak his language. Hove. Hove. Hove sesame. Ekomo deme. I mean, they are totally unrelated. You can't even. The alphabets are totally opposite. Yeah. So, it is very, very important that you can hear. Are you hearing me? Because you see, your faith of pleasing God depends on your ability to speak. But how do you speak a language you did not hear? So a lot of us, what we call, you, 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 you don't know God's voice and you say you are, you are a man of faith. So what language are you speaking? What, is, what are you speaking? So it is very, so to speak, you must hear first. Tell your neighbor to speak, you must hear first. Say, to speak, you must hear first. Say, to speak God's language, you must hear God's voice. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is why God told Israel, the nation Israel, when they became a new nation, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. When Israel became a nation, he gave them a commandment. You see? Israel was scattered. They were, well, um, they migrated to Abraham, the patriarchs, they migrated to Egypt because there was a strong farming in the land and they sold Joseph as a slave. And Joseph went to Egypt as a slave. But by, because of the hand of God upon him, he eventually became the prime minister. Because when God's hand is upon you, it doesn't matter where they put you, you will always come up. I say when God's hand is upon you, it does not matter where they put you, you will always come up. May you come up. I say may you come up. Yeah, Joseph is an amazing guy. They put him in a pit. He came out. In a pit. He came out. They put him in prison. He came out. Because, you see, there is something, you see, there is something about God in you. If that grace of God is upon your life, your life is like a balloon. Do you know a balloon? Do you know a balloon? You see, when you inflate a balloon and you put it in water, it always comes on top. For you to keep it down, you have to keep on pressing it. But once you take your hand off, it will come back again. Because the chemistry of it is to be the head. And the Bible says you are the head and not the tail. So no matter what it is, you must always come up. 
So Joseph was an amazing guy. Amazing guy. No matter where they put the guy, the guy will rise. Anyway, you put, you put him in prison. Look, you put him in, in, the, in the pit. He comes up. In prison, he comes up. You put him in uh, Potiphar's house. He becomes the head. Anywhere you put the guy, he always rises up because his chemistry or his DNA is to be on top. May that be your DNA. In every group, may you be on top. I say in every group, may you be on top. I'm prophesying to you. May that be your DNA. Yeah. What about the God that say you are the leader? God that knows you choose you. Hallelujah. So, back to the background. So, the, Joseph goes to Egypt, becomes the prime minister. There's a severe famine in the land. So, in, in, in Canaan, Israel, where his father, Jacob, and his siblings were. So, you, know, you all know the story how they came to Egypt to buy corn. And Joseph tricked them and put a cup in the bag and they were afraid and eventually the whole family moved to Egypt and they settled in a part of Egypt called Goshen. And they did very well and they prospered and they prospered and they prospered. They prospered at, at a point their host was envy. See sometimes you can prosper to a point that you're, you're, the guy who hired you will be envy. That's why you don't have to show all your prosperity. Mm. You don't have to show all your prosperity because sometimes the, the person who hired you will be so jealous of your prosperity. So eventually, with all the prosperity, they made them slaves and they scattered them and they worked and worked and worked and worked, oppressing. Then they cried. Then God send Moses to be their deliverer. So Moses goes, does all the signs and wonders, put the people of Israel together. Now, so before then, you see, you see I'll give you the background. So, before then, there was no nation like Israel. Do you understand? They were immigrants in Egypt. Do you understand what I'm saying? They were immigrants in Egypt. Just like when you go to New York, there's no China here, but there are immigrants in China called Chinatown. Do you get it? But we don't celebrate Chinese independence here. This is not China. Even though sometimes when you are working there, you wonder whether you are in China. <laughs> but this is like New York. I have some, there's some part in New Jersey called Edison. When you are in Edison, you are like, like you are in Bombay. Bombay. You could be in New Delhi. The food, the culture, the people. Gujarati, It's like India. The way they behave like we are in India. <laughs> but it's New York. So, there was no nation. So finally, after Moses took them out, then suddenly now they become an identifying group. Which is a nation. A nation is an, an identified group of people with cultures, laws, and regulations. That's a nation. Okay? So suddenly, a nation was formed. Or a group was formed. And then, God gives them this instruction. Because, before they became a nation, there were other nations. There was Canaan, Egypt, uh, or who, who are all the other nations around there? The Hittites, the Amorites, 
the Jebusites. So this people also came as a new nation. And God said to them, this is what God told them. And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, if you can hear, you are a new nation. But if you people can hear, okay, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. It means that you are just formed you as a nation, but what will separate you from the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and the Gittites is that if you can hear my voice, you'll be above them. If you can hear my voice, if you can hear, that's why that's why I started with the stock market. Those who know the who, those who know the stock inside trade. If if you, we are all trading, but you know the inside trading, you'll be higher. We are all nations, but the one that can hear, he'll be on top. We are all buying stocks, but the one who knows the forecast will be on top. So God told them, if you can hear, if you can hear, if you can hear, hallelujah. So it means that the ability to hear is crucial. That is why, you see, and and uh, I'm giving the background because I uh, see, but it's not easy to hear. That's the problem. I say it is not what easy to hear. That's why most people don't hear. Good. That's a good reason. And the reason why it is not easy to hear is the verse. There are as it were Many voices. Show me that scripture. And now with that signification. That's what. Because the truth of the matter is that if all of us, I mean, who here? You woke up in the morning. Uh, Rachel, you woke up and an angel said, come and say, Russia, Russia, I am Gabriel from the Most High. Tomorrow I want you to go to Italy. And I will have a message for you in Italy. Would you go? Would you go? I said, would you go? You Im- immediately you book a ticket. Would you go? Russia, Russia, and you see the angel with the wings. First of all, you'll be so afraid. <laughs> Be your initial reaction, you will be so afraid. Are you hearing me? Or even if the angel doesn't come and you are in your room, then you hear a voice Russia, Russia, I'm the Lord your God you served, and uh, you know, next week. I want you to travel for me. I am your father. Do you know? If you keep on hearing that voice, the first thing, if you tell your husband, he will come and say, Reverend, 
Russia has been hearing voices. We may think that you need. <laughs> Even you yourself. Because how do we, how do we diagnose mental illness? <laughs> I said, how do we diagnose mental illness? Hearing what? Auditory hallucinations. So what I'm trying to say is that hearing from God, there are as it were many voices, and none of them are that significant. But God still speaks. I said God still speaks. I said God still speaks. Is it? And yes, He can speak to you audibly, like He spoke to Paul. He can speak to you audibly in a vision, like the angel came to Mary. But that's not a common way, because if that is the common way, they will say you are mentally ill. But yes, he can. Don't, 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 don't understand. God can speak to you audibly. Audibly. But you see, that is not the usual way. That is not the common way. That's not how God directs us. That's not how God directs us most of the time. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. So those of you who are waiting, I'm waiting to hear a voice. If you hear a voice, you yourself, you wonder whether you're okay. <laughs> you yourself, I know me. You yourself. At the point, you get worried. I mean, I'm, 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 you yourself. Every morning, as you are, as you are driving your car, you hear. <laughs> yourself, you will be worried. <laughs> so, since God does not want you to get worried, he, he gives you the ordinary way. See, those are spectacular. God does speak to people. Look, I've heard voices. You can actually, God can speak to you audibly. Don't underestimate the power of God. Yeah. But that's not the norm. Are you hearing me? So God speaks to us in various circumstances and various ways. That is why it is called the art. So what we need to do, sit there, show me that verse. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them. So that's, there are so many voices, so many. So, so how do you tell that this is him and, that, and this, is, that this is God speaking and not my stomach? Sometimes what you are hearing is your stomach. Sometimes what, you are, sometimes what you are calling the voice of God is your anger. Your hatred. I believe God is leading me to break this relationship. You are lying. You are annoyed. You are annoyed. <laughs> it's not God at all. You are annoyed. A lot of, a lot of pastors who leave, who leave churches to go and start their own church. Oh, most of them, what they say? Well, I mean... I've been in this church for a while. I've been in this ministry for a while. And God is leading me to go and start my own ministry. You know, God is leading me. He's opening a new door for me. It may be true. But most of them, what is leading them is greed. Greed and envy. Not the voice of God at all. It's the greed. As we call for tithe and offering. And people come in front. And they are sitting there, they are watching. Hey, this one is a banker. This one is a. <laughs> this one work, work on Wall Street. 
this is a nurse, this is a doctor, and, and they have Google on the internet, the paycheck. Say, hey, 10%, 10%, hey! Hey, Pastor Maduro, suddenly they also hear a call. I must go and start my own church. That's not the voice of God. It's the voice of greed. A lot of Christian brothers, I saw, God is directing me to marry the sister. Most of the time, it is not the voice of God. It's the voice of the breast. The breast is the... <laughs> it is not go, 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 the voice of God at all. It's the voice of the breast. As it came to pass, to whom to? To whom for? To him, the reverend, I've got my breakthrough. The spirit spoke, the spirit did not speak. The bottle spoke, the spirit didn't speak. <laughs> Thank you. My, 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 my wife always put it. That is not from a voice from above, it's a voice from below. Something lower down is speaking. <laughs> not from above, voice of below. <laughs> That's what he's speaking. Are you hearing me? Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you. So, there are so many voices. And everybody would like to obey God. Everybody. Everybody would like, every Christian would like to know God's Because you know there's prophet, I mean. So how do you? That is why it is called the art of hearing. The art. The ability to tell which is which. Are you hearing me? The art. It means that when you are presented with the myriad of voices, it's an English word, myriad. I love that word. Or a conglomeration of voices. Or an avalanche of voices. I went to a good school, you know. <laughs> she always argues with me. But when you, are, when you come with that, how do you decipher? How do you sift through? How do you separate? How do you tease? <laughs> the way, the voices to say that this is God and this is not. This is my, the voice of my emotion. This is my anger. Is it important? So, you need to be skilled in the art. And by this month of August, by the grace of God, we shall be skilled in the art of hearing. And it's, it's an art. Because, you see, because of the English word art, you see, the art of something. Like, 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 the art of cooking. The art of cooking. It means the scale of cooking. Because you can give two people the same ingredients. You can give two women the same ingredient. The same tomato, the same onion, the same pepper, the same stove, the same oil. Two women, you can give them the same kitchen. Same water. And I tell you, 
the end of the you will see that some of you will bring some one will bring a burnt offering. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is why it is called the art of cooking. It means giving the same ingredients, somebody can make something better out of it. That's why they say we call the art of housekeeping. Some people are good at keeping a house. Skill. They know how to keep a house. There is the art of shopping. Some people are good at shopping. It's an art. Are you hearing me? Oh, the art of shopping. Some people, you can give them $20. But what they will put on their skin, you know, you'll be impressed. And some people, you can give them 200 And when they come, say, ah, we can. <laughs> are you hearing me? It's an art. That's why it is called the art of cosmetology. Cosmetology is an art. Oh, some people can even make a, 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 some people can make even a monkey look like a princess. That's how good they are. You can put a monkey in front of them. By the time the monkey is leaving, the monkey is looking like a princess. Yeah, very good at it. And some people, if you go and do your hair, then when you come out, you know, you wonder. It's an art. So, so, so the, the word art means that presented with the myriad, can you make what can you make something good out of it? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Yeah, the art. No, the art of hearing. The art of I, I, look, I know some people who that's why that's why they use the term a savvy shopper. I know some people who are very good at shopping. Oh, yeah, when they come. You wonder, you would think they spend a million dollars, but they spend only hundred dollars. That's right. They know how to hunt for the bargain. Oh yeah, you go to their house; it's well decorated. You think they spent a fortune? No, they know how to hunt for it. Yeah, the art of housekeeping. Some wives, you give them hundred dollars, they can stretch it for the month. Some wives, too, you give them two hundred dollars. Same day. Yeah. So it's an art. The art of cooking. Hallelujah. So what we are talking about is the art of hearing. Okay? The ability to tell. Amen. That this is God. Look, and let me tell you something. It's very important. I'll give you the two reasons. Two reasons. Reason number one is that your future is guaranteed when you can hear from God. Amen. And then number two, you can only speak the language of God if you can hear the voice of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And the language of God is faith. Faith. Faith language is those who hear. God speaks faith. God's language is the language of faith. Let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be, and there was. Calling those things that be not as if they are. You can say that the, uh, speaking into the future, speaking about your marriage, uh, your children, your health, speaking to it. It's a language. Faith is a language. And it's time your tongue change. 
Most of you are not there. Some of you are not there. Prayer meeting. I spoke about it. The faith of Abraham. He was called first a father before he became. Learn to speak before you become. Speak and you will become. See, but to speak well or to speak in line, you must know the language. That is why he said, What's the language? I'm hungry. What did you say? I'm hungry. Hold that. You see, I've forgotten. Have you seen I've forgotten? Because I'm not skilled in that language. But because she knows that language at any point in time, when I call her, she can quote it again. But me, I can only say it when they tell me. Ten minutes, I forget. When you can't hear God's voice, when you don't know what he's speaking, you see, so a lot of us, we, a lot of us, when it comes to faith, we behave like how I am behaving. You don't have God's voice. So, you only use emergency faith. But when you have the language in you, day or night, Musan or day, you can always speak the language. Hove! I'm sure after that, I'll forget again. Hove! Hove, sesimi. Sesimi. You see, sesimi means something different in my language. Oh yeah! In my language, sesimi means you are cheating me. <laughs> It means you are cheating me. Oh, that's me. You are cheating me. You are cheating me. But in the hell language, it means I am hungry. I hear me. So it is important we hear. Listen, I'm going to speak to us about the art of hearing. I'm not out of words. You have to answer. You have to have communion. Stand up to your feet. We'll continue the shift. Mama, come and give me that song. We need to hear from you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We need to hear from you. We need a word from you. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? Oh, Holy Spirit. We need to hear from you. Sing it again.
Lord. We need a word, a word, a word, a word from, a word from you. you. Yes, Lord. If we don't hear from you, what will we do? What will we do? Oh, Holy Spirit, we need your oil. What's in you? We are standing in your house, in your temple, and we are saying that we need to hear from you. We need, we need, not, not that we may, it's a need. It's a need. It's a need. It's, it's, it's not that, I mean, we, it's a may, it's not we may hear, we need. We need. It's a need. It's a need. We need to hear from you. We need a word from you. For what, which way shall we go, left or right? Forward or backwards, choose, choose, choose this or choose that. We need your word. And Father, you are speaking all the time. May we tune you to the, your voice. There are so many voices. May you direct us to your voice. This morning, I go down my knees and I pray for each and every one. Ask, Father, give us a hearing ear. As we enter this month of August. May our ears be tuned to your voice. Lord, we need to hear from you. He said, we want you more and more each day to show us your perfect will. There is no other way. There is no other way that we will live. We need to hear from you. I pray for the congregation here. The days of walking blindly. Walking based on our emotions and our own intelligence are over. Amen. May we hear your voice. Amen. May we hear your voice. Amen. May we hear your voice. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is no other Father, for our little ones, may they hear from you. Our old ones, may they hear from you, oh God. Our males, may they hear from you. Our females may not hear from you. Father, we need to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is no other way that we can live. With every eye bowed, with every, with, with every head bowed, and every eye closed. Oh, I just want to make an altar call. You need to hear from God. We need His voice. And this morning, if you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. The Bible said, what shall it profit a man? What is, what is the benefit? What is, what, what, what is the point in living? What is the point of even being born? Only to go to hell. What, what is the use to be born and go to hell? They must have not been born. So if you are here and you are not born again, if you are not born again, which is you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, then I'm sorry to say that hell is your destination. And what is the point of being born and ending up in hell? So with every eye closed and every head bowed, this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You look, all that you are trying to do, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. 
Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You are not born again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you this morning for salvation. Thank you that everyone under the sound of my voice is destined for heaven and not hell. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, put your hand together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We are coming to the Lord's table. The blood and the body. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Let's come to the Lord's table. Father, we thank you for the communion. For the bread that was broken. And the blood that was shed. We pray over the, board, the bread. May it represent the broken body. And the blood, may it speak. May the blood change cases in our life. What has been a curse in our life, in our children, in our family. Let the blood of Jesus cause it to be reversed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for blessing and not curses. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I must just be love in the spirit. We are young and will live forever. Sons of God. Sons of God. Here is only word. Yes, Lord. Believe in the Lord your God. You'll be established. Believe in his prophets. And you will prosper. This morning you are receiving a spiritual meal. The supernatural blood. The blood that speaks better. The blood that answers. The blood that directs your God. And protection. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the body. That brings healing. Takes away high blood pressure. Takes away diabetes. Takes away eye problems. Takes away gynecological problems. The blood, the body, the body, the body, the body, the body. Those who are healing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Takes away kidney problems, Lord. Takes away emotional problems, Lord. It removes depression. It takes away anxiety. Migraine headaches. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the bloody. Thank you for the body. Thank you for the body. Thank you for the body. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for the body of Christ, oh God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I 
love you, Lord. Thank you. The holy meal. The Bible says, and Elijah went in the strength of that bread for 30 days. Thank you for the holy meal. 40 days he went in the strength of the meal. Thank you. Hallelujah. Beloved, this is a spiritual meal. This is the meal that Elijah left, but he ate and he walked in the strength of that meal for 40 days. As you begin to take the body this morning. May every weakness in your body be reversed. Any sickness in your body be reversed. May blood pressure be under control. Blood sugar be under control. Gynecological problems be under control. I cancel painful menstruation. And irregular bleeding. I remove it in the name of Jesus. The body shall heal it. May depression and anxiety be removed. Amen. You will not be depressed. Amen. You will not be anxiety. Amen. Father, I remove spirit of suicide. Amen. You will not have suicidal thoughts. Amen. The body is broken for you. Amen. You will not be suicidal. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you that asthma is being taken away. Amen. Thank you for the body. Amen. Thank you for the body. Amen. Thank you for the body. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. You may eat the body. And the Bible said that same night, he took the cup. And he said, this is my blood, my blood, which was shed for the remission of your sins. And as often as you do it, you do it in remembrance of me. And he told the disciples, this is my blood. This is not an ordinary cup. It's my blood. That you do it, it will take away your sins. And Paul said, this is the cup of blessing. When you bless it, every curse in your life will be reversed. And Moses said, this is the blood of the lamb. So that when the spirit of death comes, it will pass over you. Because of the blood, none of you will die before your time. You will never die young. Amen. You will live to fulfill your life. Amen. Any curse in your family is reversed. Amen. You are exempt from that curse. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. May you drink the blood. On a hill. On a hill far away an old rugged cross and it was the emblem the emblem of suffering and shame thank you for the blood but I love that old cross where the dearest where the dearest and best for a world of lost Cherish it. The Lord Holy Spirit. Fill my trophy. Alas. At last I lay. 
Thank you for the communion for the month of August. Because of the communion, we shall see September. Amen. Because of the communion, we shall have victory in August. Amen. Because of the communion, we have overcome every evil plan in the month of August. Amen. Thank you that the month of August shall be a month of breakthrough and prosperity. Amen. And September will meet us. Amen. And September will take communion to meet October. Thank you for the communion. That sustains us. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Alright, please come and honor the Lord with your first and best. Take your seat. We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.